welcome to Throw It In Rotation, and what a bloody great episode it's going to be for you guys today. Unfortunately, can't be joined by Reese today. We've had to postpone it a few days, but we've got the evergreen Ashley Cadell. Ash, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Can't wait to discuss some NFL action. Yeah, got kind of a bit of a weird episode today. Of Obviously, we're starting with a bit of NFL in rotation, but then we have two sentence season reviews for each and every NFL team. Uh, Ash, how did you find the process? Is it quite easy to do or quite tough? Well, yeah, we've got a few different sort of things to keep it fresh, mix it up. So it's oh, not yeah. the same, yeah. Um, Haikus, baby. That was quite fun to have a little look at. We'll see how they turn out. Um, that'll be quite interesting. Um, yeah, absolutely. Quite taxing on the brain. Sixteen teams each, obviously with no Reese. But let's see how they turn out. But first of all, you know what it's time for. NFL in rotation. Mm, what a beautiful, probably way too long drop for NFL in rotation. And <laughs> um, we're going to kick proceedings off with a bit of talk on Monday Night Football. Blitz. Fields throws to Herbert. Has blocking. Has a touchdown. <laughs> That is a blitz beater. A blitz beater. Uh, that would, that touchdown would give the Bears the lead late in the second half with a 30-yard Khalil Herbert touchdown reception. They wouldn't give up the lead for the rest of the game en route to a 33-14 win over the Patriots. Who can believe it? Most of the yards on that play did come after the catch, but it was a Justin Fields play. It was a Justin Fields night. Uh, Dietrich Wise was in his face for that one. Right there, in his face, he pump faked Justin Fields, kind of bobbled over to his right, and he just flipped it to Khalil Herbert, who obviously did the rest, and then two massive hits were taken by Justin Fields. But for me, the story of the game was, yes, Justin Fields, he made plays when he had to 82 yards and one touchdown on the ground. Uh, but also, I the secondary key to the game, if you like, um, was the turnovers. Pats had three interceptions between two quarterbacks, and uh, Fields only had one, which is pretty good if you've looked at his body work for the rest of the season. Um, and there were six fumbles in the game, all of which were recovered by, by the Bears. If you're throwing free interceptions and getting fumbles recovered by the other team, you're, you're probably not going to win, are you, Ash? No, no. And I think that's been a, quite a main thing for Fields uh, prior to that is the sort of turnover rates, throwing a few too many interceptions. Um but Monday night, I was very impressed with Fields, as you say. You, uh, oh, you look yeah. at perhaps his statistics, only three for 179 yards on the surface doesn't look great. But um, remembering the game, you know, he made some important throws at important times. Absolutely. Kept, um, kept the, the drives going, um, you know, in crucial first downs. Yeah. Um, and considering the, the Bears wide receiver core, um, you know, I think anyone which kind of struggled in the passing game, to be honest. Definitely, and, and uh, another impressive thing, again, considering when you look at what he's done this year is the lack of mistakes. Uh, the, the third down conversions that he had to make were there, and it was only the one interception, which obviously was a lot less than the Patriots threw. Um, so I think it's a, 
it's a really good thing for this league. It was uh, this was the best game that the the Bears' offense have had this season, which of course is not hard. Um, but they're level on wins now with Green Bay. They're only a couple back in the NFC North. They're still alive somehow in this NFC landscape, which I think is a is a great thing for the NFL to have the Bears go in. And uh, Justin Fields, I think, is such a fun player to watch. I'm happy to see him. His passing's progressed uh, throughout the each three weeks. So that's that's really good to see. As for I the Patriots, you, you put him. I think, sorry, I think if you put Fields in, in a better um, better roster, you know, with better players around him, I think he thrives. You know, as I just mentioned too, that those receiving calls just they're not good. Um, you know, if if yeah. he had weapons around him and actually a, a solid O line, you know, I don't think the O line's been great, uh, especially no. in terms of pass blocking. Um, obviously, they're able to get the run game going quite well with Fields, Montgomery and Herbert. Um, they've sort of done well and they are rushing a lot. But you look when every time Fields tries to throw the ball, he's just constant, constantly under pressure. You know, that pocket collapses so many times. And it's only really because of how good he is as an athlete and then a runner that he's able to sort of extend plays and sort of make things happen. So I think big credit to Justin Fields. And, uh... After the loss last week, he went to, I don't know if it was... Um, the head coach or offensive coordinator, and he said, I want to run more. I need to win more. We can't be doing this. Please, let, let's run more. And you saw an example. You saw examples of that. There were more designed plays. And, of course, he, he managed 82 yards and a touchdown. But we'll move it on to the Patriots side of things. I've got a big episode for you today. And uh, I think the obvious story is a quarterback controversy. And um, mm. Mac Jones, after his high ankle sprain, goes back into the game, uh, goes into the game back as a starter, um, but he's benched for Bailey Zappi after going three for six and a, and a, an interception as well just in the first quarter. Um, and Bailey Zappi comes in. We've got the Patriots crowd all baying for him, booing fucking Mac Jones after one series. Um, and then Bailey Zappi looked awesome. And you kind of, you're getting taken away with the emotion of it. And you're thinking, wait, is is this Bailey Zappi's team now? Is that is that what's about to happen? But um, that Pat's O sucked. All in the second half, and uh, looks like it'll be Mac back next week. What do you, what do you make of this QB controversy or, or not QB controversy? Oh, I find it, I find it great. Um, I, I was so excited. Um, that's the most I've sort of got up for a Monday night football game for quite a while. It was a great fair. game. And it was, I was so excited, and obviously very late here in the UK, I did fall asleep by the second half, but I was loving everything I was seeing up in that first half, as you say. Um, sort of the craziness with Bailey Zappi coming in and then literally from the off he just throws that bomb down to Jacoby Myers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. I was like, wow. Like, it was it was pretty insane and obviously with the Bears as well you sort of expect a sort of slow offence but even they were sort of moving the ball well downfield. So a game in general was good and I mean the Matt Jones and Bailey Zappi thing I think is crazy but again I think it epitomises the, the, the harsh nature of the NFL, as you said, like one bad series and Max out, crowd again on his back already. It's like, just chill out, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, I think it absolutely highlights how how much Patriots fans just suck. I cannot believe after <laughs> what Mac Jones did last year, he was one of the last rookies drafted, but the best rookie quarterback. Yeah. Um, and then they've got Bailey Zappi chance after the first drive. He's just come back from injury. Like, this guy should be the future of your franchise, but They've got Tom Brady syndrome, haven't they? They're just desperate. Yeah, that's for, all they do. That to happen. They, they just, they just think, oh, we've drafted Zappy in the fourth. He's, he's done all right in the other games. By the way, he's not done like astounding. Like he's not done like 
Nah. Three touchdowns, zero interception. Obviously, for a rookie coming in, yeah, he's done very yeah, well. Yeah, but yeah. it's not as if he's blowing everyone out of the water. No, that's the thing. Well, it, I, I, yeah, it, it, it didn't help the case where he just came in and just started going off, uh, you know, yeah, you're uh, right. when he first came in. That didn't help the narrative there. But as you just said, uh, later on in the half, the, the Pats couldn't get anything going on on offense. Yeah, when he came in against the Packers, they were having to get the game manager around him again, which is which is fine. But he looked a bit out of place. Which again, you're coming at halftime of an NFL game against the Packers. That's all right. Um, but and then they just beat um they they beat the Lions after that, and then the Browns, which uh, yeah, it was impressive considering. But you're like you're like, come on, have a bit of perspective, Patriots fans. Like like chill chill out, as you say. They just got their Brady goggles on. Like you know, that's what they're hoping. They're just praying for the new. Brady, aren't they? I don't realise how rare that is. I think uh, they got Tom Brady syndrome for sure. Uh, but we'll move it on again. And after getting their season back on track with this win over the Patriots, the Bears go and then trade veteran pass rusher Robert Quinn to the Eagles mm. for a fourth rounder. He broke the Bears' single season sack record actually last year with uh, 18 and a half sacks. Um, it's pretty insane. It's a massive steal for the Eagles, right? Yeah, well, I think he's had a, he, he wanted the trade in the summer and he, he hasn't had the best of years so far. But, I mean, that's clearly just because he doesn't really want to be there. Mm. Um, but I think the Eagles, that you know, they've realised they're 6-0 and oh, and perhaps, you know, the rest of the NFC isn't great. So they're now seeing is this like, right, now is the time where we go because... You know, obviously, they've traded for him. I've also seen that there have been trade talks for the likes of Alvin Kamara. Um, you know, they're trying to get an elite running back in. Um, wow. Player as well. I can't remember who it was they were trying to trade for. Um, but, yeah, it seems like the Eagles are going out for, to try and get that ring this year. So they should with how weak the NFC is and how good they've looked. Then why the heck not? Especially if you only got to pay a, a fourth round or whatever it was for, for you know, one of the best pass rushes in the league. Absolutely, absolutely. Obviously, the Jets themselves have just been in the, the trade market for a running back securing James Robinson. You think that's a good pick-up? They're, they're still showing some some fight that their season's not over yet. Well, yeah, I mean, clearly, you know, they've made a good start 5-2, uh, and two, even for sort of any team at the minute, especially, um, you know, they're, 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 they they want to see this season through and they're trying to make up for the loss of somebody like Brees Hall, not let this good start to the season go to waste. And I think I think James Robinson's a very good pick-up considering what they paid Absolutely. for. Like, like a five, Absolutely. Five, a fifth round, was it? A potential I think or a sixth. sixth that could, could become a fifth. A fifth. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I know it's a bargain, mate. sort of, you know, that, 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 you know short span or what, what have you, but um, I think that's a, that's a great pick-up. And obviously, I don't, I, maybe not going to be... As good as Brees Hall, but I mean James Robinson's explosive. You see some of the sort of oh, yeah. runs he's made. I think he's going to slot in quite well. But I, for me, um, the big move or the big issue for the Jets is the injury to Elijah Vera Tucker. He's mm. um, the starting guard and tackle. He's also out for the season as Brees Hall. Uh, he's been placed on IR with an injured tricep. Um, you know, so losing Vera Tucker is going to be huge because he'd been performing so well across different positions on the O-line as well. Um, they had injuries uh, in other positions, you know, that he, you know, Mackay Becton can't stay fit, can he? Um, yeah. I think the first couple of weeks they start losing all the other guys. He'd been moving around and he'd been so impressive, um, especially in the wrong game. PFF, uh, run block grade for the year of 75.2. 
Um, you know, so even with the addition of James Robinson, which is going to offset a little bit of the loss of Hall, uh, without Vera Tucker there on the O-line, I think that offence is going to struggle quite a lot, you know, as well as all the other O-line issues. But yeah, Vera Tucker's going to have that O-line, he's going to impact that the most, you know, with that O-line. And I think it's so important for Zach Wilson as well. Um, he's ranked 50 of 51 quarterbacks to play this season by PFF when pressured. But he's ranked mm. fifth when he's got a clean mm. pocket. Oh God! Wow! So that is yeah. that is it's a pretty, remarkable difference. There. That's pretty crazy. Um, yeah. You know, and the Jets also have issues at wide receiver. Elijah Moore's requested a trade. He's unhappy with the situation and his number of targets. Uh, he didn't play against the Broncos last week, and Corey Davis also picked up an injury, and he's questionable now for this week against the Pats. Um, so yeah. Um, not rosy for the Jets. Um, obviously, a great start, but they've now got three huge divisional games: uh, Pats, Bills, and then the Pats again. So I think mm. after that run of games, if they're still, I don't know, if they're still over five hundred at that point, I think that yeah, that's that's a, that's a win. Um, yeah, that, no, definitely one game out of that three. Um, obviously, Noel's not lost if they lose those three, but they're huge games for the division, aren't they? Oh yeah, absolutely. And like they've built up, uh, obviously a good, such a good record at this point. They can afford to to lose probably all three of those games, um, you know, and still be in in playoff contention or whatever. Just it must suck so much to be a Jets fan. Just things have been going their way this year, like tremendously. They've they're like the win against the Browns with the onside kick. They've mm-hmm. they've, they've only actually got one win out of five against the starting QB this year. And then just as things are, things are going our way. These young players are. Uh, a, a rising. We're we're one of the NFL's most exciting teams. Bang, double injury heartbreak, and it just feels like it always happens to the Jets. Just predictably, as soon as, as soon as it seems like they're turning a corner mm. or whatever. So uh, that sucks for them. But like you say, that's the NFL. That's what happens, and it's always next man up for every team. Uh, and you got to be prepared for it, haven't you? You got to be prepared for it. And sometimes there's there's nothing you can do. But um, They've shown enough moxie and, and whatever that, that that you can overcome this, and and if your team spirit's right and everything, then uh, then then they maybe can come out of it still in decent shape. Yeah, I think, and obviously credit to them how they've not messed around and they've gone straight in for that trade for James Robinson, making sure they get that before the deadline, so they're not completely, um, you know, done in for the on the running back. And obviously, um, as we just said about the Pats, you know, they're hot and cold themselves. They allow 33 points against that Bears offense, which has been pretty woeful for the majority of the season. Um, so, you know, anything anything could happen here with the Jets against Pats on the Sunday. Uh, yeah, absolutely. They've they got the momentum now. And I'll tell you one team that does not have the momentum after the Jets just beat them on Sunday. That's the Broncos. Yeah, uh, they're not looking good at all, are they? Russell Wilson, is he going to play? Um, he's been a bit banged up, hasn't he? I think there's still a bit of question marks around mm. his status for Week 8. Do they even want him to play as a thing? But <laughs> Surely he's got to be better than Brett Rippon, though. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. <laughs> um, Seahawks charges, though. I think that's one of the most um, electric games from the last week. Um Seahawks offense that was pretty electric in the first quarter. Kenneth Walker, Gino. huge day though. And obviously, mm. Gino was good, but Kenneth Walker, uh, twenty-three carries for one hundred and sixty-seven yards and two touchdowns. Um, you know, Marquise Goodwin also went off for a couple of tutties. Um, 
you know, and look as you just said about Gino, was Pete Carroll right to get rid of a dangerous Wilsons? Um, I, I think that's a it's a great question right now, and it just definitely feels like it because it's not just the not just the way the offenses are played, but it's uh, it's sort of all the shit that's come out and the way the whole world kind of sees Russell Wilson right now and a uh, bad teammate and how he's not settling in and and sort of stuff like that and and then the Seahawks offense because look at you look at it last year even with Russell Wilson and it was so drab and this well, is clearly injuries, what of course but I mean as we said this same for every team Regina this is what Pete Carroll wanted to do this is how he thinks his team should should play football with with the run first uh, and whatever and making sure the offense is is on time and stuff like that. And then Russell Wilson comes, who's a, a bit of a generational quarterback, and you've got, you've got to change the way he plays. But that relationship was obviously strained for a while, and I think mm. Pete Carroll is over the moon that he's managed to get away from it and, and spend his last however many football years doing it the way he wants to do, and it's bloody working. Well, yeah, and, uh, and literally every facet on that offense has improved. You just look at Geno Smith, um, ranked fourth best QB in, NF- in the NFL by PFF grading. Um, they're g- going up in their rankings for, for rush, uh, as well as the passing total yards. Uh, so all of that is improving. Uh, obviously, defense has been a big issue, but uh, and they had a couple of guys make some big plays uh, against the Chargers. Safety Ryan Neal had he played one of his best games against uh, the Chargers. Made an important pick on Justin Herbert uh, uh, that led to a scoring drive, and that put the Hawks fourteen points ahead. Um, so yeah, I think. They've just got to make sure that they've got guys on there making plays, and if their offense keeps firing as it does, I, you know, I think at this point, I, I've I've sort of chatted shit about the, about the Hawks, Seahawks for a long time. I've always thought oh, they're just they're not good enough. They stink, but uh, they're sort of proving me wrong. And I think they could arguably be NFC West uh, division favorites. Definitely, absolutely, and that division looks completely different to how. Uh most of us thought it would uh, before the season. And I, I think for the Seahawks, it, it sounds obvious to say, obviously, he's the key hawk. Uh, obviously, he's the quarterback. But um, I, I think the key, absolutely, is Geno Smith. And because we knew this is how kind of Pete Carroll wanted to play, rely on his D a bit, and, and then that run game first and foremost, obviously. But Geno Smith's ability to create explosive plays, uh, and that's not just with his arm, but uh, his reading of the defense and his sensing of pressure uh, and everything like that he's clearly become such a long way since he last started and that that means defenses have to respect that long ball um mm. over the top of their heads and that opens up the run game Pete Carroll wants to do so I, I think if if Geno Smith had come out and played like we expected Geno Smith to play I think this is a completely different story I think the run game doesn't work and and then the D's actually been been pretty shocking so far so I think uh, Geno Smith has got, for me, maybe the story of the NFL season so far. Yeah, definitely. He, he has been explosive, as you say. Some of the passes that he's made like throughout the season, like his link up with uh, Tyler Lockett, I think has been quite impressive. Um, sort of Lockett sort of had perhaps a couple down years. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Up putting those numbers uh, as he was. But uh, this year he's really linking up well with Geno Smith. And Marquis Goodwin, he just sort of come in from out of nowhere, two touchdowns. Uh, Fine well, yeah. as well. Um, yeah, Seahawks are on the up. Tyler Lockett made two fantastic catches uh, against the Chargers on Sunday as well. So it's just uh, the vibes are just complete opposite to the Broncos at the minute. And um, people are obviously going to blame Russell Wilson. Mm. (laughs) But 
that's where we'll end. Uh, well, we'll end NFL in rotation with a bit of Russell Wilson talk, as ever. After this short break, we will get into two sentence season reviews for each and every NFL team. See you in a sec. Welcome back to Throw It In Rotation. Now, Ash, uh, are you feeling any nerves at all? Because we're we're putting our necks on the line here. We're exposing our creative juices to the world. Uh, are you confident uh, that you've done well? Uh, I mean, I there, actually... there's no... Go on. <laughs> oh, no, I am a bit. Yeah, I think... Well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'll see what your thoughts on the haiku. I might have completely got it wrong. <laughs> or it might just sound stupid, but it's, it's all part of it. Be a bit of fun. Yeah, so... It? I, I asked for maybe a haiku or two to be thrown in there, maybe a couple of rhyming sentences or d- just stuff to spice it up a bit so it's not just two sentences the whole time. So let's get into it. Let's see how it goes down. Will Hold on. I think kick... I think we should explain what a haiku is because I didn't even know before. You didn't know what a haiku And to be fair, um, so I got the idea kind of for the haiku bit from the NFL QB index on NFL.com written by Mark Sessler, did them all. In haikus uh, this week, which is really, really fun to read, a haiku is basically a form of poem. I think it might be Japanese or something. Shouldn't have guessed that. But it, it is, basically, yeah. it's three lines. Oh, cool. The first line has to be five syllables, then seven syllables, then five syllables. And I hope I've got it. the syllables right, and I haven't messed that up. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I was been counting on my fingers all day. But, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh, that's <laughs> That's... That's the only rules I put on it. We have got creativity, the creative license. Other than that, so let's kick it off with the AFC North, Pittsburgh Steelers. Ash, what you got? Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett, yes he can. Seven picks in his first four NFL games is not the best of starts, but he's playing to win. Play it safe with Mitch or risk it with Pickett's picks. Ooh, I like it. Was that two sentences? Yeah, this is what I think. I don't think most of mine probably won't be two sentences, I'm afraid. But uh, Okay, also. well, no, no, well that's, I mean, it sounded beautiful. Got a little okay. pun in there. And that's all that matters. It just sounded like about uh, 17 sentences, and it's called two sentences and reviews. But uh, but that's cool. It was beautiful. We'll chuck it back to me now. We're staying in the AFC North. Um, and I didn't really want to kick it off with this one, but I'll, I'll go for it. It's a Baltimore Ravens. From a perspective of of one of their fans, and I kind of got to get into contract, uh, con, got to get into, character. got to get into character. Yeah, why can't I think of that word? <laughs> okay, just pay Lamar. Just fucking please, just <laughs> just pay Lamar. <laughs> oh yeah, that is my that, two sentence review I for think the Ravens. That summed it up perfectly, really. It has. He's so good. They've not got much else on the team. Just pay Lamar. All right, we'll keep it rolling here, uh, and we'll flip to the Bengals, obviously, still in the AFC North. Mm, first haiku, so here we go. Oh, boy, here we go. Okay. Joey B to Chase, a classic combination. Do not forget Boyd. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do not forget Boyd. Oh, I love this. I love this. I'm going to keep it rolling still. i got the Cleveland Browns. And this was actually the last one I did, so I had a bit of a haiku fatigue or whatever, although it's not a haiku. Here we go. We got Baker out because he was a bit disobedient. But who did we replace him with? A sexual deviant. <laughs> That's a great one. That is a great one. And 
just uh, deserved because fuck the Browns and fuck them for getting. Yeah, no, that's Watson. what I, I wasn't saying anything nice about them. I wanted to to link it to their ridiculous trade to Sean Watson. I ain't saying nothing nice about the Browns. We'll move that up. What a beautiful start to the segment. Go to the AFC East. What have you got for the Jets? So the New York Jets are five and two. Quite an incredible statement. They've won four on the bounce and have conceded no more than 20 points in each of their last four games. However, question marks surrounding the offense remain and Brees Hall is out for the year. Mm. See, I kind of I thought that was going down like a little poetic route. I didn't know if it was a haiku or sun, but I was just a sentences. It just had a beautiful poetic sound to it. I think that was sort of my with... aim was yeah, not, yeah, 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 not yeah. the two sentences thing. I sort of, well, I try and get it to sound all right, I guess. No, yeah, yeah, no, I like that. I like that. It sounded, it rolled off the tongue very well. I'm going to go with the Pats now. And again, I've got to get into kind of character for this one. <laughs> this is basically Bill Belichick uh, at an open <laughs> mic night. Uh, it's kind of, he's going for like a bit of a, like a short poem thing. He just goes, I did not mean for there to be a quarterback controversy. I just cannot tell the difference between Mac and Bailey Zappi. Because <laughs> they're the fucking same. They're exa- There's all these big quarterback controversies. They look the same. They play the same. Not mobile. Just pocket passes who, who look all right, throw a ball on time. They're the same. Uh, Bill like Belichick, that. just stick to coaching football, mate. No need that's for that. A, uh, that's what he does. He uh, he looks for the same profile quarterback every time, clearly. Well, yeah, considering uh, he's had, he Tom, always... he had Tom Brady for so many years, uh, he was, he you can understand was a loss. Yeah, yeah. And he, he just wants... I just want Tom. He, <laughs> he misses Tom. Um, and I miss Tom Brady right now. Tom, <laughs> where are you? Where is the real you? Anyway, take it away for Miami, Ash. Tua is back, and so are Miami. They end a three-match streak of losses with a win against the Steelers on Sunday Night Football. The FC East Division is hotting up. Mm, succinct, beautifully rounded up. And I will finish off the AFC East with the Buffalo Bills. Okay, so this is like from a Bills fan perspective as well. Like, he's like, oh my God, Von chose us <laughs> over LA. We finally beat the Chiefs. Josh Allen's taking another step forward. Oh, wait. We don't know how to win a Super Bowl. Ah, mm, bold jobs. In reference, what do you say? They're bold jobs. Bottle jobs, yeah, absolutely. Uh, four Super Bowls in a row, no Super Bowl victories. Um, that's it for the AFC East, I believe. Let us move it on to the AFC South. Oh, hello. Take us away. Oh. Who do you want? Who do you want? Uh, I want to hear the Houston Texans. Like That is one team I'm glad I didn't have. Houston Texans, okay. The, Ke- the Texans continue to struggle... Damian Pierce is a shining light, but they're already looking to their two first-round picks in next year's draft. Mm, mm, that, I like that one a lot. That um, We need to make this into an article or something. Cause, yeah, uh, definitely. It's journalistic. It sums up the season very well. Um, I'll go with the Tennessee Titans. AJ's gone, but the king is back and able. We can't throw the ball, but at least we have Mike Vrabel. <laughs> mm. A rhyme, another rhyme. Oh, another rhyme. I, I like rhymes. the rhymes. Uh, give me a Colts. <laughs> oh, we've got another haiku. Oh, baby. Love the haikus. <laughs> okay, here we go. Divisional loss. Matty Ice, the new painting. It's Ellinger time. 
<laughs> okay, so before but, anyone like shoots me for saying the Matty Ice the new painting thing, that is in reference to because literally just not even that long before um that it was announced that Ellinger was coming back, they were saying how how like Matt Ryan is like so good and how like his leadership is, is like so much like Peyton Man and all this bigging him up and now the next thing I know he's injured but apparently he's being benched so yeah yeah yeah. Nah, um, apparently there's reports that he's got a shoulder, uh, a strain two shoulder, uh, a level two shoulder strain or something that Ryan, but he would have been benched anyway for Sam Ellinger. So if you've missed that story out, Sam Ellinger will apparently be starting for the Colts for the rest of the year. And yeah, it was a, a beautiful haiku. They were saying shit like that, like as early as the first few weeks of training camp or whatever, and, and how good Matt Ryan is, and how much Jim Irsay loves him, and and it's absolutely hilarious that we're now in week eight <laughs> and it's fucking. Sam Ellinger about to start. Uh, but I'll carry on the AFC South love love for the bit of Jaguars. And this is probably the one that I struggled with the most. Not much to say about the Jags, really, just as a whole franchise. But here I go. This generational QB thing isn't as fun as it sounded. At least we were kind of relevant when Urban Meyer was cheating on his wife. <laughs> well, 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 yeah. True, they were in the news a lot more, weren't they? Um, I think, yeah, this Doug Peterson thing had a had a bit of a bump, but now it just kind of feels like they're the Jaguars again. Yeah, it does. They had a little nice little start, but yeah. Well, they had. I was talking about. I was gonna. I was thinking of one where I said they were elite for two weeks, but like, nope, we still suck because they were so good. They fuck it. They shut out the Colts and then they beat the Chargers. What thirty eight ten or something? Yeah, the Chargers um, were very banged up, but but still, yeah, 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 pretty yeah. good no, win um, either way. Trevor Lawrence, take a step forward. Show us something exciting, man. Win a bloody game. Put, <laughs> put the Jags on your back. Win a bloody game. All right, I think that, that wraps up the AFC self, doesn't it? Move, finish yeah. off the AFC with the West. And I would love to hear the Chargers one. The Chargers. Chargers are now on by and Keelan Allen is back. A much-needed rest week for Brandon Staley's men ahead. They're still over 500, just. Mm. Doesn't feel like they're over five hundred, does it? With the with the vibes and whatever. That, really doesn't. Um, like I said, we've been they've been pretty pretty banged up throughout the season. The offense they're not using Justin Herbert right. So yeah, maybe maybe a bye week is is perfect for them. I'm just sort of sick sick of the charges. Like even before everyone was saying, even if, they didn't even make the playoffs last year. Like saying how they could be Super Bowl contenders. I was like, yeah, they've got a good roster and whatnot, but they've not shown anything. Like nah. Fuck you know, you need to see it for. I mean, along with the Jets, they were sort of the off-season darlings, bringing in JC and bringing in Khalil, um, and and they should should have been a good team anyway. It's just something about those Chargers. I'm over on to the Chiefs. There's nothing wrong with the Chiefs. Here I go. Most points, most pass yards, most first downs, most explosive plays, most touchdowns, top of offensive DVOA. No Tyreek, no problem, mate. Mm, very true. Very true there. Tyreek Hill's loss has not really been felt too much. And I thought it would, um, but it really hasn't. They've done, they've done well, haven't they? No, yeah, we um, we did the episode at the start of the year. Like, what do the Packers and the Chiefs need to do now they've lost their elite wide receiver? And uh, well, I think offensive line has, plays a big part in it, but the Chiefs have done everything they need to done. And then the, the Packers have gone in the complete opposite way. I was actually surprised looking at, the stats, I didn't think the Chiefs offense had been that dominate, uh, dominant no, no. this season statistically, but they're, they're right up there uh, with, with anyone in, in terms of any passing stats. 
Andy right. Breed, uh, up, Raiders, have you got the Raiders? Yeah, Raiders, I'll go with them. Josh Jacobs is on fire. That Raiders run game has finally got going and they're on the up. Their season isn't over just yet. Very nice. Very, very, very nice. Um, and then I, um, I'll finish off the AFC West with my favorite, favorite one that I've done today. And again, I've got to get into character. And it is one of the biggest characters in the NFL. Okay, here I go. Here I go. Hi, I'm Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> Denver paid two ones, two twos, Noah Fan and Shelby Harris to make me their QB for the next five years. Broncos country, let's hard. <laughs> nice little mix there. On Let's ride. Let's ride. Broncos let's country. ride. Perfect. One more time. Broncos country, let's ride. Broncos country, let's ride. Broncos country, let's ride. Broncos country, let's ride. Broncos country. That's right. I could listen to that man all day. <laughs> I mean, but... I, I would have been disappointed if you didn't imper- impersonate Russell Wilson for that. Um, it just had to, <laughs> yeah. had to be done, didn't it? It had to be done. Uh, hopefully, I never get the American accent out again on the podcast <laughs> or any accent for that matter. Uh, but I had to do it for Mr. Unlimited. Um, and because it's just funny as fuck, I said hide instead of ride. Ha <laughs> 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 like Yeah, it does actually make sense. A lot of has... um, American podcasters will utilize their British accent, so we're allowed to do yeah, it. No, that's we're true. allowed to do it back. That's absolutely true. Um, so does that conclude the AFC? I believe it does. It does conclude the AFC. Okay. Let's go to the NFC North, baby. you got the Lions, haven't you? No, you've got the Lions, bud. Oh, yeah, I've got the Lions, of course. Here I go. I'm Dan Campbell. Doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes, we will beat your ass. Um, but uh, if you've got a semi-competent offense too, though, then you'll be beating our ass. <laughs> and this is, of, of course, in reference to the three toes comment in Hard Knocks before the season. Like to me, it means we'll play anywhere. We'll play on grass. We'll play on turf. We'll go to landfill. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes, I will beat your ass. <laughs> it does not matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes, I will beat your ass. That that's one of my favorite quotes uh, from this NFL season by far. One of, even, I think it was the first. What, what's he trying to say? Well, yeah, <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> it, this is like in one of the first, uh, like the first episode, some of the first minutes of Hard Knocks this year, and he's. He's like introducing himself to the team and what, what the team mantra is going to be all about and whatever. And it's all grit and grit. It doesn't matter if we're playing on the street. It doesn't matter what's happened to us. We're still going to win. And then he just, he sort of carries on rambling and he just, he says, doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes, I will beat your ass. <laughs> what is that? If someone's got one ass, one ass cheek and three toes, they are severely disabled. Why are you saying that you're going to beat their ass? Like, That's how Rufus he is. <laughs> oh, oh that's what yeah i think even, that, yeah that must be what he's saying he's that ruthless, well that's shocking if you're that bad if you're in that bad of a condition you're, he's still gonna just completely destroy you <laughs> <laughs> so that's quite a weird message to say like even if you're severely disabled we will beat the shit out of you so i kind of i kind of took it as it he meant to say i don't care if they've got 
Oh, no, I don't care if we've got three toes and one ass mm-hmm. cheek. Like, no matter how severely, like, down we are, we're still going to carry on beating your ass. But yeah, I just thought maybe I he meant that. Um, that's made me laugh every time I thought about it in the last few months Um, but we'll move on from the Lions and NFC North who have you got Ash the Bears I've got the Bears yeah nice we love to rush we love to rush (laughs) (laughs) Justin Fields is a worthy starter in the NFL Monty and Herbert also strike give Fields weapons next year and the offense will prosper Mm, I really think so. Uh, I'm a big Justin Fields fan. Obviously, you are too. And maybe a bit of it has come from our Madden career last year yeah, where, yeah. where we were the Bears <laughs> and where the We Love to Rush originated from. That was uh, that the was mantra, great. I loved it? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it worked. Did we win a Super Bowl, did we? I think we did. Did we? We must have won a Super Bowl. Yeah, of course we We did. were very successful. Um, <laughs> all right, I'll take it away with the Minnesota Vikings. Two, dame, two games clear of the Packers. Only two NFL teams have a better record than us. We got Dalvin, JJ, Daniil, Zadarius, and more. Why is no one talking about us? And I'll mm. tell you why no one's talking about you, Vikings fans. Uh, it's because we know exactly how your season's going to end, and that's with a, a a massive Kirk Cousins wild card round choke. Um, also, they've been 16th in offensive DVOA and 24th in defensive DVOA. They're kind of lucky to be five and one. Um, I think so, but that. They, I, I mean, from what I've seen, they're not. They don't seem to be getting much clout, even in the kind of weak NFC. But uh, maybe I've just not seen it. Moving on in the NFC North, who else? Well, who is your other team? We've got the Green Bay Packers, of course. Hmm. So, is it Aaron Rodgers last year in the NFL? Green Bay seemed to have hit the hay early. Maybe A Rod already has too. Hmm. I love that. I just love these as like a little blurb. On some website or whatever, they, they, these need to go somewhere. Bit of rhyming in there too. Beautiful way to finish the NFC North. That takes us onto the NFC East, and you've got the Washington Commanders, I believe. I do, I do. So, Carson Wentz stinks. Ron Rivera doesn't even like him. Keep Taylor Heineke in; he'll win you games. <laughs> yeah, no, I like that. Short, uh, short and simple, to the point. And kind of cutting as well. Fuck Carson Wentz. Ron Rivera literally said um, that the reason why they haven't been winning is QB. Quarterbacks. Yeah, Yeah. and then then after they win a game, he then storms out of the room, has a massive go at the media for (laughs) not being nice to the quarterback. Like, Make your fucking mind up, mate. Hmm. NFC East will continue with the New York Giants. Here I go. Dayball, the antithesis of Joe Judge. 2022, the antithesis of 2021 coincidence mm. and that's actually a question for you Ashley uh, I know you know that the coaching has had a big part to play in the Giants um, the Giants success this year but do, do you think that is the main reason because like they're still so talent poor on on paper like do you think to go from Joe Judge and then a, a massive change in energy and spirit and all that stuff to go to Dable do you think that is the main reason yeah I, that is the main reason but I also think that having Saquon Black fully yeah. fit now this year. Yeah. Like last year he was sort of coming back. He was on snap count at times, obviously he had to get Wasn't back himself. into it. Yeah. Um now, you know, Saquon is Saquon. Uh, I think that's sort of the main the next main thing after the coaching. Uh absolutely. So will you continue us with your NFC East second team? Yeah, and we've got the Eagles. 
Jalen Hurts is still a mid-range passer. Their schedule is nice, and the Eagles are my division winners, but they'll get found out in the playoffs. Mmm, I really rate that. I completely agree with uh, with the sentiment. Um, because they it, with the with their strength of schedule that they got for the rest of the year, uh, and having just made that that trade for Quinn, uh, and obviously that as we've talked about a lot, the the state of the NFC right now, um, I can't see the Eagles dropping enough points to not be the the one or two yeah. seed or whatever. But but I can definitely I can definitely see them getting steamrolled or whatever in in the I, playoffs. I, think, I don't yeah. think they have been as as good as they seem. But but by the end of it, I think you're going to get sort of. A few of the other teams, they'll go on a big run in the NFC, and sort of game the momentum, teams yeah. will come. You know, I can see the likes of the Bucks and and, and maybe the Forty ers sort of come into fruition there and be more like themselves. So I think you know they're likely to face one of them perhaps. And uh, yeah, I think I think they, when it comes down to it, they will they will get found out. And you or you always get a team that like that peaks too early. Basically, look at the last two years. You have got the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when however many games I'm beating at the start of the season, like we the year before that, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Steelers were 11 and 0 before that, and then they completely fell apart. So yeah, I can see it happening. It feels like we know a lot about all the teams right now, but like as much as has changed in this first seven weeks of the season, as much if not more can change in the next seven weeks plus. That will. Um, who have we not done in the NFC East? Cowboys, I believe. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've got a haiku. Is this my first haiku? Mm, I think so. I think it could be. Okay, I, I didn't want this to be my first haiku because, like, maybe people think I don't know how a haiku works. But I'll get on with it. <laughs> Cooper Rush, Cooper, Rush, Cooper, Rush, Cooper, Rush, <laughs> Cooper, Rush, Cooper. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, we don't need a comment on that. No, no. Oh, okay. We do need a comment. Um, so uh, I think I'd written a lot of these by, by the time I got to the Cowboys. Um, Cooper Rush has got a great name start, first of all, to stick in your haikus. And the season has been all about Cooper Rush. It, Dak has been pretty awful in the, in the two games that he's played. And then Cooper, Cooper Rush is 4-0 and with the Cowboys. Bring him so back. So I just, uh, and, and now they've got, a, now people are asking, oh, should maybe Cooper Rush be back in there? I mean, there are probably a lot more things I could have said than just Cooper Rush, yes, but <laughs> Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. All right. That finishes the NFC East right there. Takes us on to the NFC South. Go ahead with the Buccaneers. I don't know if I want to hear this. Mm. Brady won't want to go out like this. A turnaround in Bucks fortunes is coming, but will it be too late? Oh, Ashley. Ashley, my heart is filled with joy right now. Um, no, I obviously, I completely agree with that. Um, and it, that's very mature of you to not just take shots at me right right there. And that, I'm kind of regretting my Cardinals one right oh, now. Oh, wow. But... <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> Especially um, how I was just attacked uh, by two vicious dogs last week <laughs> on the podcast. Oh, God. Um, but no, I thought I'd give a bit of an honest opinion. That is my honest yeah, no, opinion. That, that, I think the Bucks will turn it around. By the end of the season, I think it'll be a completely different team. I read that. I mean, they can't get any worse. With the talent they've got, they, like, I don't see how it doesn't get better. And whether it will be too late, then no, I don't think it will because we're, like, we're still top of the division. The NFC sucks and the NFC South sucks But I mean, even considering more. you've just lost to 
teams with quarterbacks such as PJ Walker and who was the other one? Mitch Trubisky. Um, yeah, yeah. I should have been way more harsh, really, in reflection. Yeah, no, I, that's what I was expecting, but uh, I, I respect that. I respect that a lot. Um, I will give you an NFC South one now, starting with the Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons. Oh, haiku alert. We've got another haiku, mm. by the way. Pre-season write-offs. First overall candidates. We in first place, bitch. <laughs> they are in joint first place of the NFC South, so give them some credit. Extending the truth a bit there. Falcons done all right. Been been fairly impressive, considering as you just said uh, how badly they anticipated was. Um, they've done all right. Well, I th- I think they have. A, they might have a really talented uh, coaching staff. To be honest, a lot more talented than the actual players are. They keep play. They won seven games last year. That, that they kind of like how the heck has this team won seven games? Um, but they look really good, and they're so limited with certain factors this year by the talent that they have. But um, they're scheming it up really well, and and um, like they're somehow three and four. So yeah, fair play, fair play to Arthur Smith and that coaching staff. Uh, you got the Panthers, have you? I have got the Panthers. <laughs> no, Matt Rule, the Panthers win. It can't be a coincidence, can it? They keep pounding with a win over the Bucks. Mm, nice, nice. Very you know, clearly in that rebuild, CMC has been traded. But you know, fair play, fair play there with that win over the Bucks. And yeah, no, just, I like it. Fuck Matt Rule. Fuck Matt yeah. Rule. Throwing a little uh, stray arrow at his ass as he leaves the door. I like that from you, Ashley. And then there, well, there is such a thing as like the the post firing rebound. Yeah, or, yeah. There's probably a better name for it than that. But uh, it, it seems like it's a very real thing that the motivations and, and shit change and the level of play changes when the new coach comes in, which makes sense to a certain degree because like that coach has obviously been sacked for a reason. Maybe there was malcontent in the in the changing rooms and stuff like that. So it makes sense that you'll ha- you'll play it's with a bit rule who you just don't want do, him yeah. there. The players no, realize they didn't want him. Yeah. And they're not they've not just won a game, they just traded away McCaffrey as well and they're playing with PJ Walker and they beat the Bucks twenty one three. Um yeah, let's move that on quickly. Sorry, I will sorry. finish. Yeah, I will finish the NFC South off with the New Orleans Saints. Ready? Let's replace Sean Payton with a wet paper towel. Give Jameis Winston the keys to the car. Let the league's best tackle walk away and trade away our sa- our best safety for nothing. What could possibly go wrong? Everything. The Saints suck. Saints suck. NFC West. Bones all right though. Uh, well, yeah, until he played the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, his PFF grading has uh, taken an interesting one. It's very high rated. Um, but yeah, against the Cards, obviously, all over the place. Well, if you're getting Dalton throwing two pick sixes and three picks, you might as well stick Jameis back in there for the for the highs that he can give you. Apparently, Jameis um, wants out now, though. Well, where's he going to go? Uh, I don't know where I saw it or what credible source it was, but I did see something now. He's obviously fuming that he's been on the bench and he just he wants to go. Mm. Who knows? I feel like the best thing would just shut your fucking mouth, wait for the next opportunity of the Saints, because Andy Dalton ain't that special. And he just threw two big sixes. And what other big chance is he getting? But I don't want to get frustrated about Jameis Winston, so let's move on to the <laughs> NFC West. Final division. Uh, final division. It's gone quite quickly. 
Uh, let's let's hear some Rams love from you, shall we? There's not much love, obviously. Mm. It's like I I hate the Rams vehemently. Like they have any team in the NFL, I hate the Rams. <laughs> okay. A Super Bowl winning hangover, a decimated O line, and Stafford can't stop for own picks. It's been a tough start for Sean McVay and the Rams. They aim to get up back on track after their bye. Mm. Bellissimo. Great writing. Great shots at the Rams. But again, that was probably slightly more like optimistic and less burying them than I would have expected. But Ash, that's how much of a professional you are. I will carry the NFC West on with the I'll I'll save my Cardinals haiku. I'll go with the Niners. Oh, it's a haiku as well for the cards. The cards is a haiku, wow. yeah. I spent <laughs> three or four hours were spent on that Just on, on the Cardinals one, making sure I get it right. Um Okay, no, so this I've got to get into four character. four hours trying to think how many times you could try and piss me off. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, okay, so this is from Kyle Shanahan's perspective, kind of what he must have been thinking like before that Christy McCaffrey trade, really. Man, we had the league's best defense, Debo Samuel, a good old line and my freaking awesome schemes. But how can I get away from this Jimmy G curse? <laughs> Fuck them picks! <laughs> taking a taking a note out of Les Snead's book. I think we all saw that fuck them picks t shirt. Any comments? Yeah, I mean he just sort of seems like he kind of hates Jimmy G, doesn't he? But he got, Yeah, I can understand why. I can, but I'd be like Yeah I'd I'd be rolling with him. He he does he does the job like fairly well for me. Yeah, yeah well I've uh, there's probably conflicted feelings there really, like cause he just he gets so close, but then it just feels like he just can't go all the way there with Jimmy. Yeah. And then after the, the way Jimmy didn't get surgery this year and the way then it then turned out with them keeping him and then Trey Lance getting injured, I really do think Carl Shanahan is starting to resent Jimmy G and wants him out of the door, um, sure. which is part of the reason that he's gone for Christian McCaffrey to get him over the get him over the hoop. I, I don't think they make this trade if they've got Trey Lance because he feels like he doesn't have to sort of thing. Yeah, I can um, see that. But I, I think it's a, I think it's a great trade for them. Right. And Elijah anyway, Mitchell think... was injured as well, wasn't he? So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I just um, what a cracking trade that was, by the way. Can you remember when you traded for Elijah Mitchell from me in fantasy? Yeah, no, that was um, that was a big loss for me. But speaking of big losses, and in fantasy, you are zero and three against me in the fantasy universe this year how, how does that make you feel how do you explain I'm a, that i'm owing three i didn't even realize yeah. that yeah well no, I've, been, um, I've got a ash record tracker on my wall obviously i knew that we'd uh you, you just pipped me um at the weekend uh, yeah that was well, a close one it was and uh, if if they weren't so reactionary the bloody pats and kept mac jones in for the game uh that i'm getting that i'm getting that win Okay, okay. Well, he was on track for a 50% completion rate and a lot of interceptions, but we'll, we'll blame it on the Patriots uh, <laughs> coaching the staff, sure. Uh, right, back to you in the NFC West. Mm, yeah, Seahawks? we've got Seahawks, yeah. Nice. Kenneth Walker walks the walk for the Hawks. They lead oh! the NFC West. Are they division faves? Wow. That was my favourite one. I want to hear a rerun of that, please. All right, we'll go again. That, that was wow. Kenneth Walker walks the walk for the Hawks. They lead the oh, NFC wow. West. Are they division faves? <laughs> wow, that's beautiful. I'm making that into a little drop or whatever. It rolls nice. off the tongue so nicely. And now, 
I've got to really bring down the tone. Yeah, nice one. Here go the Cardinals. A haiku. Kime, Cliff, and Kyler. Long-term deal secured for all. Fuck, what have we done? 575, baby. Okay, okay. Uh, that's, not, that's not too bad. It could have been worse. It could have been yeah, worse. No, no, a I lot of avenues to go down. It's acceptable. Especially, maybe if you left out Kyler, I'd be like, yeah, fair play. But, um... Need that alliteration in the first line. Yeah, probably. yeah, fair play. Uh, yeah, um, it doesn't look good at the minute uh, with those big contracts, as you say. It's not what we're expecting. We're expecting to be taking leaps forward. But do you think that relationship might be a, a little bit strained? That, that Cliff and Cliff and Kyler won. That obviously Kyler was barking at him on the sidelines the other day. But um, he was. But Cliff says, but I like it, that. it feels like. Yeah, no, I like that, but it's kind of like Cliff was just like you never Cliff. It's kind of such a weird dynamic to see from a like a head coach and a quarterback, and um, the dynamic between Aaron Rodgers and Matt Lafleur makes me laugh as well. If you see Aaron Rodgers on Pat McAfee's show on Tuesday uh, and fill in some of the blanks from from what you see around the sidelines and stuff, like Aaron Rodgers has absolutely no respect for Matt Lafleur. Like he's literally <laughs> always taking the piss out of him as much as he can, and kind of and kind of taking the piss out of the dynamic that he's a head coach and he should be listening as a quarterback. Um, I don't think that's the same for... That's just reminded me. um, I remember watching it and me and Ben pointed out, actually, uh, I think the Packers had just scored and, like, they were sort of, like, getting excited, jumping around. And and then it was, like, uh, Roger sort of hit Matt LaFleur, but, like, in, like, the celebrations, but it, it looked so weird and awkward and... It was literally as if they looked at each other. I was like, "What was that?" Like, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if you saw no. it, but nah, it was pretty fucking crazy. I think like I think like Matt Lafleur really gets under Aaron Rodgers' skin, and the way he deals with it is just like by mugging him off as much as possible. And it's tough because Matt Lafleur can't do anything. Like he's a guy, young and experienced head coach, and he's got this like four-time MVP, Aaron Rodgers, god of the sport, and. Uh, like we all know what Aaron Rodgers' personality is like, and there's just there's not really anything you could do there. But I, yeah. I don't know uh, if if you're listening, pay attention to that to see if you can notice it because I, I feel like that the power dynamic between the the head coach and the quarterback in Green Bay is is quite something, and um, and it's kind of similar, not to that extent, but but with Cliff and Kyler, like kind of it seems like Kyler's getting genuinely pissed off with Cliff, perhaps, and Cliff kind of has to keep taking it. Like Cliff was Cliff was like just listening and saying yeah 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 when. Kyler was barking at him, but it was also, not the other way around. But um, well, how it was said, how you'd yeah, expect yeah, it yeah. to be said when yeah, Kyler yeah, yeah, was yeah, literally that's what I mean. barking at Cliff, and you you could tell what you're saying. He was literally like, "Calm the fuck down." And usually yeah, yeah. you'd think it'd be the other way around, wouldn't you? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's coaches, quite mad. Yeah, I liked Is it. That, we've got interesting dynamics there. Yeah, you want to see emotion and fiery when things aren't going right. You don't want to just be quiet and letting it happen. That is how things things change by by showing your emotions and saying what you really think and getting things sorted but seems like a good chance a good opportunity to end the episode there it's been a fun one to do ash i've loved hearing all your your haikus and your two slash three sentence season reviews it's been a lot of fun yeah i've enjoyed it we've uh, got a bit more creative bit of the creative juices flowing it's been mm. definitely interesting to hear it's well what you brought as well, some nice little rhymes, some different things. I mean, the tie like you know, Cooper Rush, Cooper Rush, Cooper Rush, you know. Um, <laughs> absolute genius there. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> high quality stuff, uh, high quality journalism. 
um, if if you've got any thoughts on our our efforts today, any ideas for two two season two sentence season reviews or any haikus, send them in to us either in our email or our Twitter, which are Ash. So our Twitter is at throw in rotation, and email is throw in throw in rotation pod at gmail.com. Probably. All right. All right. <laughs> Next week, we should be coming up to you um, earlier in the week. We might even have two episodes. Keep an eye on that. And we might even have a little Reese Davidson with us. That will be fun. So for now, goodbye from me. Goodbye. Kenneth Walker walks the walk for the Hawks. <laughs>